James, do you like fresh produce? I do. Do you like going to the grocery store? Not really. Have fresh produce delivered to your front door with Instant Cart. Sweet. Free delivery with your first order if you use the link in the show notes to subscribe. And it supports the show. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Welcome back to Brain Bites. Joining me as always is James Green. James, how are you? Doing well, Blake. How are you? I am fantastic. Today, we're going to talk about more cybersecurity as it is still National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about phishing. So what is phishing? How do we stay safe from phishing? And what can we do to uh, stop phishing when it comes in? I like it. Let's dive in. So what is phishing? Phishing is generally when you get an email or some sort of electronic communication where someone is trying to get information out of you. So not account. standing in a stream with a... No, that uh, is a different type of phishing. This is phishing with a P. Yes. P-H. P-H phishing. Ah, gotcha. Yes. Very, very important. So it's not just email. Not just email. You can be phished by text message. Could be text message. That's called smishing. Smishing. Yep. They, there's a name for everything. <laughs> phishing from a fo- uh, phone call. Phone call. Yep. Vishing. What they call that one? Sure. Voice phishing. Uh, so yeah, phishing, we've all gotten the emails. It's your boss. Stop what you're doing right now. I need you to go to Amazon and buy me these gift cards. Five steam gift cards. I don't know what steam is, but I need gift cards for it. Exactly. Yep. So why phishing? Why does phishing happen? What, what's, you know, why is it such a popular attack vector for? Because it's easy, right? It's, It's easy to, uh, it's just like with anything on the internet. It's easy to, someone can pose as someone else. Typically a CEO or a CFO of a company, someone on that about us leadership page uh, asking, hey, Blake, I need this right now. Or, hey, I need this money wired. Just, uh, you know, here's the bank account that I need this this uh, this sent to. Right. And to keep it in phishing uh, terminology, you can cast a really wide net very easily. You can send a million emails. And if 50 percent of them get through, then that's 500,000 delivered emails. Mm -hmm. And if one percent of them click or you know, uh, enter their credentials or do whatever it is the email asked you to do. You've got a lot of credentials there that you've already, that you've just been handed on a, on a silver platter. Right. So if you just have that, that one or two that, that get through and they can be some high dollar amount emails that are sent out. Um, and especially if it's a, if, if it's a password, enter your credentials, there's that fake SharePoint, Microsoft looking login page, which is why it's important to have a standardized login page. And why it's also important that you, like we talked about the other day, have a strong password and that you have a different password. I don't think we talked about this, that you have a different password for every single service that you Right, because to. if you get phished and you enter your passwords, yep. at least you've only given them the password to one system. You right. didn't just give them the keys to the kingdom, right? Correct. So yep. there's a couple different categories inside of phishing. There is just your traditional phishing. And this is not talking about smishing or vishing. This is just in traditional email phishing, right? Yes, get your IT bingo cards yeah. out again. Um, so just traditional phishing. That's just, you know, I sent out, not me, but the bad guy sent out a million emails. And it's just, you know, it's your bad grammar. It's your, you know, send me $500 at this bank account, right? That's just... Casting a big net, hoping you get somebody who really doesn't know what they're doing. You guys aren't falling for those. You're good. You're not falling for those. But then you start to develop, devolve into what we'll call what's called spear phishing. Mm -hmm. And those are your very targeted phishing attacks. So that is where you've gone and you've found a person that you want to uh, 
you know, get, get to, you want to, mm-hmm. this is the person you want to fish, your target. And you, you craft a phishing email very specific to that person. So it's the HR director. You craft a phishing email asking them to sign in to this uh, page that is for performance reviews or something right. along those lines. And then, so that's spear phishing because you're using a very, you know, localized targeted device like a spear. Um, now, the next one above that is called whaling. And mm-hmm. that's essentially when you do spear phishing, but to the top of an organization. So if the target you pick is a CFO, CEO, COO, president, something along those lines, they call that whaling because you're going after the biggest fish, right? I know technically a whale is a mammal, (laughs) but if you're going after a biggest fish, then that's, that's where they call that whaling. And those... Those attempts, spearfishing and whaling, use a concept called social engineering as the the main form of of success there. So, James, what is social engineering? Yeah, social engineering is where you you try to target people you know, okay, this is going on in this company's uh, culture right now. This is going on in this company's uh, uh, life cycle right now. Maybe if if you're in, uh, if it is Christmas and you're receiving a lot of packages or sending a lot of packages out to clients or different vendors... They know, oh, there's chances are that you are getting emails from UPS and FedEx. So right. they're going to send those targeted emails saying, hey, there was a problem with your package. Click here. Right. And then something else, you know, we don't we tend to separate business and personal. Right. And Facebook is a very personal social media platform, whereas you know, LinkedIn is a very professional social media platform. But social engineering can go as far as to I went to your your Facebook page. Right. And while it's private, I'm not your friend. I was able to at least click on your Facebook profile picture and you are tagged in a picture with your wife. And now I know your wife's name. Mm-hmm. And so I can send you an email that says, hey, Christina, not his actual wife's name, uh, asked me to, you know, do this for you. Text me at this number. And now they've built this. The, the person fishing you has built credibility because, OK, well, if she asked me to do this, I'm not, I, I don't want to get in trouble when I get home. I'm going to do what do what my lovely wife has asked me to of do. Course. And so I'm going to text this person and they're going to tell me to go to Target and buy 15 gift cards. And, you know, that's a very co- popular scam right now is the gift cards thing. That's why yes. we keep mentioning it. Um, they'll, they'll ask you to text them. Uh, you text the number, gets it out of email. So it gets it out of most corporate systems. And then they ask you to go buy gift cards. And what we've seen when this happens is the banks will refuse to give the money back that you spent on the gift cards um, or the, the the place where you've bought the gift cards from, if it's an Amazon gift card, something along those lines, they refuse the refund because everything was done legitimately. You Correct. went to a legitimate store and you bought real gift cards and you sent them to a, a person. Uh, it doesn't matter that you were you know, being defrauded by the person who asked you to buy the gift cards. They would tell you to take that up with, you know, the, the authorities for right. that person. And, and they have really no good way, unfortunately, of blocking those and right, refunding your money. On the same breath, I could go, you know, it's December. I go buy my 10 family members, 10 $100 Amazon gift cards. Mm-hmm. And then I say, oh, but it was a phishing scam. How, how are they going to determine that that was a phishing scam right. as opposed to me buying my family Christmas gifts? Yep. So James, we've talked about whaling, spear phishing, regular phishing, schmishing, phishing. What are All ways that we can protect ourselves when we when we see an email that comes in? How can we say, oh, wait a second, maybe that's phishing? Right. So the first thing to look at is where is it from or who is it from? Take a look, good look at that email address because a lot of these uh, malicious actors uh, are getting good about making email addresses look very similar to where it's trying to look from. So maybe it's someone at Microsoft.com. But if you look at it, the O in Microsoft is a zero. Right. 
or the I is in there. a lowercase L or something. Correct. If you're a business organization, you can put on uh, from external sender banners across all your emails. That is a very good and that actually quick helped and you way. recently. You got you said you got an email from HR at BeccaCorp.com, mm-hmm. but it had a big banner across the top that said this is an external sender. Correct. So yep. clearly I it was not actually from, from BeccaCorp. HR at com, but right below that was this is an external sender. I immediately knew, nope, this is not from my HR department. And I reported it. The, the next thing I would say to look for if you're getting an email that you think might not be legitimate is, were you expecting it? Yeah. Did Were you Quick expecting to get an email from someone? If you got an email that said, here's that proposal for you, did you did you request the proposal? Right. Why, why is someone sending you a proposal? Why is someone sending you an invoice? Were you expecting an invoice? And while I, sometimes we get invoice for things that, you know, maybe it was on back order and it just shipped or something like that. But just take a take a 10 second pause. If, if it, the difference between you compromising your entire organization right. and not is 10 seconds, we can all afford that break. Right. So you take the 10 second pause and say, was I expecting an invoice? And if the answer is yes, then you go to James's point. Is this how I normally get invoices from this company? Right. Have you ever received an email invoice from, you know, XYZ vendor? Or have you ever, um, you know, paid an invoice online? If they're asking you to, to ACH, you know, transfer money, have you ever done that with this vendor before? Right. If that seems out of the norm, then don't do it and stop and call and confirm. And that's why, you know, you see a lot of these, uh, these again, these malicious actors using the CEO or the CFO or the CIO because they know people are going to get that email and they're not even going to think. They're going to be like, oh, the CEO has asked me to do something. I got to do it right now. And they almost always imply urgency. Oh, of course. Do 100%. this right now. Uh, and they use the their full name and their full title yes. in an inter, inter office email. Um, stop. Take the two seconds. Don't be afraid. Don't be embarrassed of calling him or her and asking, excuse me, did you send this? Do you really need me to do this? I'm happy to do it if you need me. But was this really you? Because this doesn't seem right. Right. At the end of the day, your CFO is going to be much happier with you if you stop, call them and say, hey there, do you actually need me to wire this money to Zimbabwe? Yeah. This, seems this seems a little right. odd. And if they say, yes, we just want a very large account. Please do it tonight then do it tonight and they'll be very happy that you confirmed. Um, but then if the answer is no, think how much happier they're going to be when they don't see that transfer in the morning that, right. you know, was not actually them. Um, so when, when anything comes in, if, if you weren't expecting it, even if you were expecting it, the number one defense from phishing is you, is the, the owner of the inbox that it came to. Yep. But the number one thing you can do is just take a, take a moment and pause. Just, just stop. And look at the email. Was I expecting it? Is it from who it's normally from? And are they asking me to do something that I normally do? If if it's uh, if it's you know a package, if UPS says a package is coming your way, don't click on the tracking link in the email. Right. Look at the tracking number and go to UPS's website that you know is good and enter the tracking number. And that goes for anything. That goes if your your bank is emailing you. That it goes for for any institution that is emailing you and saying, hey, we need this information from you. Just 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 reply. Right. Just click on this link and enter it. Now, pause. Go to that website. Log in there where you know it is safe. And then, or call them and see if that's actually what is needed. Right. We promise the two or three extra minutes it's going to take you to not click on that link and navigate to the website you know is good and enter the information there that way is so much more worth. Oh, my goodness. And so much time better spent 
than the years of remediation you're going to spend when you give someone your bank account information or you give someone your social security number. You gotta freeze your credit. You yeah. gotta, all, all the headaches. Nope. So we've talked about fishing, vishing, smishing, spearfishing, whaling, <laughs> and how to protect yourself from these things. We hope this helps you. Really just take a pause, take a second when an email comes in. And next week we're gonna talk about Unfortunately, the events that happen if you are compromised and what it really looks like when that happens. But for now, that's it. And we'll see you next week. Have a good one.